And good morning and welcome to All Things SR Podcast. Good morning, Leslie. Good morning, Tammy. How are you this fine day? I am in all different places today. Today is Witchmas. <laughs> Discovery of Witches Season 2 is now on Sundance TV, Sundance Now. So I'm happy so about that. Ex- oh, excited. So exciting. And it's been a very discombobulating week. <laughs> uh, it, I dare say um, it has been an extraordinary week in our nation's history. Um, it's stunning. If you think about last week when we were ch- chatting about Chapter 10 <laughs> and we just had the new year, um, I had to laugh. Someone sent a meme around saying, Well, it's been a good five days. Um, Looking forward to 2022. (laughs) (laughs) We want to skip ahead already. (laughs) Yeah, because because it just went, you know, between the raging epidemic of coronavirus that's, you know, popping up again. Um, I know our friends across the pond, Annabelle, um, I know every in London and in the UK, they've locked things down again. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Um, we need to, um, we have a major, major crisis of things peaking again. 4,000 Americans passed yesterday from COVID alone. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so in the midst of all that, we have our, our insurrection. Um, you know, it's, it's really, really, uh, as a student of history, it's, uh, it is, unfathomable to watch but not unpredicted and um, but I really feel like we do have some really good opportunities to bring things together and this is not to be political I'm just saying as 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 a people I have hope so hope is always available to everybody yes but the political junkie in me has been obsessed with watching news coverage which is so bad because that means little sleep for for me (laughs) <laughs> I, <laughs> I stayed up till four in the morning watching the congressional proceedings of the electoral college certification. <laughs> oh, that was, that was an interesting, uh, lesson in history and civics. <laughs> yes. And, and my, uh, and my congressman was the one who contested the results for the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, where we live. Yeah. My, I'm not a fan, No, but I, cause I disagree. I, I disagree with how um, they're portraying the elections. It's yes. just, there's no evidence. And someone who worked in the elections administration, 
that's something people raise every year and there is just no proof. There is so many safeguards and so many lock, you know, so many mm -hmm. double checks. Um, you know, it's, it's frustrating when people cast out. And, that, and that's why President Voldemort has been deleted from Twitter <laughs> and Facebook. And oh, Instagram my gosh. And... It's, it's, it's been wild. And as you oh. say, I'm so happy it is um, Witchmas. Um, Witchmas, I'm yes. very excited about the discovery of witches. And, and I am noting, um, I'm, I'm reading some of the, Ellie's asking, did you load it yet? I need to check. Um, um, I did not, I've not watched it yet. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I was fiddling around a little on my phone this morning and I, and I pulled up the app and saw that it was there. So it's only the first, first one. Yes. I think they're going to drop it on Sundance now one at a time, uh, like they do for Sky TV, but don't yes. quote me on that. Well, and Kenzie noted that season two is on Amazon. True. So thank you. Thank you for that, Kenzie. And good morning. Um, yeah, Betty said we were also innocent last week. <laughs> 2021 is getting crazier yeah, than know. 2020. <laughs> yeah, I mean it was it was wild from the Sunday revelation about you know the president trying to coerce a, the election official in Georgia to the Georgia elections <laughs> to the you know it's just been a, it's been a roller coaster ride and then everything's mm -hmm. serious. Annabelle noted UK is very serious. The whole country isn't locked down. Yesterday, 1,300 died and 68,000 new infections in London. One in 30 people are infected. So, And that extra special strain of coronavirus actually is in my county, I heard. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I'm definitely staying in, staying safe. Um, I'm, I'm, Betty said, someone told my brother we should all be afraid of 2021 because if you really think about it and listen carefully, 2021 sounds more like 2021, <laughs> W-O-N. Stop, stop, don't do that. Don't curse it. Uh, but my, one of my favorite yeah. commercials on TV right now, I, I don't watch a lot of commercials on TV, but this one really gets me. It's the devil creature from um, the Tim Curry pet played in a movie with Tom Cruise. I forget, I forget what that was called. But he played like an elf, and it was like all this elves and gnomes and whatever else oh. was, I was good I, I watch it whenever it comes on but and it's about one of the only Tom Cruise movies that I really like but the but um Tim Curry played this devil with these huge horns and he was all red and <laughs> and whatever I love Tim Curry I know and <laughs> so anyway so this character is uh meets uh 2020 under a bridge in Central Park or in the tunnel. And she gets all shine, like, oh, just call me 2020. And they go on. It's hysterical. I love it. I really do love it. <laughs> I, I, Very imaginative. I don't think I've seen that movie. Mm -hmm. I'm going to have to watch that. Um, I'm. Um, I'm just, I'm looking through, uh, Lori says, I still have hope for 2021. Kenzie said she was angry about the double standards from the Black Lives Matter movement to the lack of action taken Wednesday. Um, she is hoping the president is impeached. It looks like it is. Um, there's, it's, it's going to be a fascinating, uh, fascinating study of history and, um, fascinating to see what's going to be happening. Annabelle mm -hmm. noted, um, she has episode one ready to watch and it 
has been dropped in the UK. Um, Kenzie's read part one of Shadow of Night. Mm -hmm. I, I I know I um, I have to read the I have to read book three. Um, I have not done that yet. Mm -hmm. um, and apparently Sundance now drops it at midnight mm -hmm. or dropped it at midnight. Yep. And she stayed they up. Did. Oh my gosh, Ellie, you stayed up and you are up early. You and she, and it. she has her alarm set and her husband was not <laughs> impressed. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> Ellie says, I've decided 2020 really is extended until March 13th when we shut down. Mm. <laughs> um, Kenzie understands Italy is going under lockdown too. I thought I saw that as well. I did Kenzie. too. Thanks for sharing that. And Annabelle said, yes, Kenzie, I don't know the rules, but my Italian teacher can't leave his village. Um, good to know. Good to know. Um, you know what? Well, Responsible, I think, I think, though. Yeah. You got to keep everybody safe. And I think I think the good portion of it, too, is, um, is in Italy, what they did was that you were allowed to go out if you had to go to the grocery store or, or like a market mm -hmm. or if you had a, a dog that you needed to walk. You didn't have a yard to just put them in, uh -huh. and uh, I th I think you were allowed a certain amount of exercise time, but you had to stay within the perimeter of where you lived. Uh huh. Um. So I, was, I think that told makes... me that. So I forget who told me that. I think it that might it sense. might have been Claudia Claudia Benera. Uh -huh. I'm not sure. So. Well, and Betty had noted that um, she needed a laugh after this crazy week. Um, so she watched Mel Brooks, the producers, oh, <laughs> which Mel honestly, Brooks. I can't think of a better movie to watch right now. <laughs> she said, I laughed out loud at the love power musical number. Oh my gosh, <laughs> Betty. I love that. That is everything. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah you know, my, my mother, my mother was, a, I loved her to death, but she was a strange woman at times. <laughs> you know, she's, she loved Monty Python. She was the one that got me watching Monty Python. When oh, it first wow. came on PBS, which was a long time ago. And then, but she loved uh, Mel Brooks's Blazing Saddles. That was one oh, of her favorite yes. movies. And she always had to watch it whenever she could. And then mm -hmm. uh, I can remember we, we, we were in the same movie theater, but we didn't know that we were all together there. My, I was with some friends and my mom and dad were there watching Young Frankenstein. Which is another favorite of mine. Which is a favorite of mine. Oh, yeah, they're all and they're all good ones when you want to watch something really funny mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. and kind of irreverent and silly. Mm -hmm. It's it's good. It's true. it's really good. So um, I noticed that uh, Kenzie had mentioned that she saw the Passion Flix is working on things for Wicked and Fueled, and. Uh, the only, and, and as far as news, and this came from Asar, he says he has been in contact with Passion Flicks recently about plans for Rapture. So stay tuned. So he, Stay tuned, ladies. I mean, stay tuned. I know, I know that, um, you know, L.A. has gone into uh, lockdown a little bit. I'm, I'm not sure about the state of California. L.A., you could tell us that. But... Um, you know, so I'm, I'm sure they're going to be doing everything they can to make sure everybody's safe. And hopefully, Absolutely. yeah, and, you know, and, and I, I got a notice yesterday uh, through my COVID app that I can now make an appointment for my vaccine. Oh, 
So, oh, great. Yeah. So I'm just looking to see where I can do that and so I can get, get mine started. My sister was supposed to start, get hers on Monday, but she was on vacation. So she didn't get it because she works in a uh, senior care facility. They've got, you know, nursing, hospice, palliative uh-huh. care, whatever. And uh, so, she, so they're into that. Um, Allie's noting that schools are on hold until the 19th in California. So thanks for the update. Mm-hmm. And she said she read Wicked over break finally. And I noticed Kenzie said she's rereading it. That's going to be my next read, I think. Um, you know, I like to read the book before seeing the film. Mm-hmm. Or it's it's actually going to be in my queue. Right now I'm reading the third book and Effie Kamenu's, um The Gift Saga. And it's really, really good. I, if you haven't read that um, it's really a really lovely, um, engrossing story. I, I it's just really good, and and they, uh, it's a good book that uh, you kind of can get into mm-hmm. an escape. Mm-hmm. Right now, I just read, um, I just read a chapter, and she was in Paris, so ah. it's like, ah, yeah. Well, the the next book, uh, Nina Bochi recommended this book through uh, Leslie Jones. Mm. At West Dog. Um, fuck y'all. Fuck all y'all. A memoir. <laughs> By the bitch who fucking won, warned you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's a romance novel. <laughs> <laughs> I think she, that might have a very strong point of view. It does. It has a, it has a picture of Hillary Clinton sipping a pint of beer a pint of Guinness on the front of it (laughs) fuck all y'all a memoir (laughs) oh my gosh (laughs) anyway speaking of being a a reverend but on the one hand that's sometimes that is satire comedy is really the way to get a point across Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. and that's um it's it, it, there's just so much there's so much depth and meat um, to what's going on right now. Mm-hmm. It is it, it is it is stunning. Um, I'm I'm looking through two. Lori said they're having trouble getting the vaccine in here, which is in Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, Ashley said I'm reading Kay Bromberg books on Cuffed. Read all the Driven series. Oh, let me know how that is, Ashley, because I haven't read anything else besides Driven from her, but I really mm-hmm. like Driven, so I might have to add that to the list. Um, Betty hasn't read Wicked, nor has Annabelle. She plans to watch the film before reading the book. She's currently on book one of the Bridgerton series. Oh, what a um, great show that was. Oh, I know. I want. I really want to watch that. Um, and... Ellie had noted that there's sort of lockdown, but it's very open. Many and many areas don't follow the rules, so she mm-hmm. tends to hide inside. She had a nephew from LA home over break and took him home Saturday. Um, so it's hard. It really is. Yeah. Hard. And I, California, I know, is being hit hard, especially with the YCs being all blocked up and everything. So. Yeah, yeah, and then that's that's what Ellie noted. She said cases arriving, rising everywhere. One of my doctors is in ICU. Um, not expected to live, uh, sad state of affairs. Her mom has her application for the vaccine since her husband is in a care facility, not sure when she can actually get it. So, 
Um, and then um, Monica's noting that uh, in terms of uh, books, she also was doing Audible because I think Ellie listened to Wicked on mm-hmm. Audible. And she mm-hmm. said she's listening to Layla by Colleen Hoover at the moment, okay. uh, read The Wrong Family by Taryn Fisher. And I'm a little lost again after I read something, Taryn, um, I break. Mm. Yeah, those are uh, I'm going to have to go back on this chat and like make a note make a book list but a i think list, yes you know i think and and you noted el james uh said something about um watching bridgerton again um during the the lockdown mm-hmm. um, and i think you know i i mentioned the pam this is a great time for the discovery of witches to drop i mean there are books there are films there are series um again you know if if you are in an area that you have much restriction or if you're just trying to be uh, an abundance of caution, um, turn to those things that you enjoy or mm-hmm. read something new, um, limit your news intake if it stresses you out or if it jazzes you up like me, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> you can, you know, continue to do that self-care stuff. You know, we, this is kind of a Absolutely. marathon here, um, but we're all here and I'm glad we we're able to chat today. Um, and, uh, you know, Kenzie had noted um, uh, she, she did reread the man in the black suit and promise recently too. They mm-hmm. always comfort me. She, I, the same. Yeah, they the do. They Anything do. SR writes. And, and, and you know, she, how al- we feel. she also noted that she read this man and she, she really didn't get into it too much. She said, to be honest, I'm surprised passion flicks optioned it. In my opinion, it is romanticized abusive relationship. Mm, is that, um, regarding wicked? Right? No, this man. Oh, this man, mm-hmm. this man. Yeah, I I think it's, I, I know there's a huge debate about that. Um, I, and I'm Abby going to be interesting. I'm going to be interested. Hello, Abby. I'm, it's going to be interesting to see how they portray it. Um, Lori says, I can see your point of view, Kenzie. It is later in the books at, regarding why Jesse is the way he is. Um, and... Yes, Lori, I, I agree with you on that. Um, and it's good to see you, Abby. Um, there was one other thing I just saw. Oh, Ashley noted that she is soon getting her Sassanac whiskey from, from Sam. Sam. <laughs> and she loves Audible. And I did download the book that Sam and, um, oh, my gosh. I'm blanking. I'm totally blanking Graham on this name. Graham McTavish. Yeah, Graham, Graham McTavish, who I love. I absolutely love. Mm-hmm. And P.S., he, he did some work on Lucifer and made me so excited when mm-hmm. I saw him. Mm-hmm. Um, all of our little friends from different shows, uh, Chris L. Um, McKenna had a had a stint on Lucifer as well, um, mm-hmm. who was from the will. Yes. You know, I had to put the will in there cause I love that so much. Um, so it's always good to see things. And, um, uh, passion Con. Said, do you think if passion con was pushed filming was, I don't know just the thought, but time will tell, I suppose. Yeah. Well, I thought things were locked down and I'm not sure Kenzie, that's a good question. Um, that's a really good question. Well, I know that they mentioned that if they were going to start filming um, Rapture or doing the filming that they had to do for Rapture, they wouldn't be starting it until March. So I'm sure that SR has got 
you know, since he was in touch with Passion Flicks this, uh, this past week or so, that he'll have some news for us about that at, some, at coming soon. So that'll be interesting. It's going to be interesting. And you know they're going to do a great job. Absolutely. And, and protect the actors, protect the team and the crew, um, you know, and, and still um, continue to do the most they can to get the story told. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and, and Kenzie did confirm filming is suspended right now. I thought I read that filming was suspended um, yeah, I saw something. Variety put something out this week, I think, about uh, suspending filming for a while. Or SAG after one of the, one of the yeah. groups. Yeah, again, we're, this, this too shall pass, folks. So just keep yep. that in mind. Yep. And um, I do think, and Betty, I'm glad you put it in the chat room, uh, lest we forget. And this will be a good segue since we uh, need to move on to talk mm-hmm. about our mm-hmm. Chapter 11. Gabriel's Promise. One year One anniversary year. Mm-hmm. this past Thursday, the 7th of January. Right. Can you believe it? We've it's... had this book for for an entire year. Mm-hmm. It's yep. hard to believe. Kudos on the book birthday, SR. Uh, yep, absolutely. Uh, really, so. really great. And Betty, thanks for raising that. Um, I'm going to raise my coffee glass. Uh, with uh, with Bailey's, of course. I corrected my coffee this morning. My coffee's um, always black with nothing in it. So. <laughs> <laughs> I could actually put a little bourbon in it, but I'm not up to that right now. <laughs> you want to make it through the podcast. Yes, and <laughs> Betty said it came at the perfect time. Mm-hmm. It really, really did. And Kenzie said, yes, that's why I did a reread. I haven't read it in a year since I read the ARC, so I read the final version. Um, yeah, it's, it's just, I'm, I'm really happy he did book four and I know we've said it before. Uh, it would be lovely, lovely if Passion Flicks optioned it. Um, just because the story and the characters are so compelling and the actors that they have engaged to make this film, um, come to life would just be, it would be great to see the continuation Mm -hmm. of and, you know, seeing uh, Julio portray Gabriel as a father, I just think would just burst ovaries everywhere. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I think he, that so he's so phenomenal with children um, in real life. So I think he would bring that love and joy um, to the role. It would be really breathtaking to see. Um, and of course, it goes without saying how great. Melanie and, and um, James and Melanie and James are. and the whole crew is so um, with that transition um, let's celebrate the one year birthday by talking about no, chapter, chapter 11, 11. this chapter this chapter dives into <laughs> some um, really heavy topics it does and um, and it also is a really great demonstration of the strong friendship that uh, SR built uh, Mm -hmm. between Rachel and Julia. So uh, as chapter 11 opens at Julia's surprise, Rachel has announced that she cannot be a godmother to Claire. And she assures Julia that if anything were to happen to her and Gabriel, that she would raise Claire as her own. And, uh, you know, that goes without saying she loves her niece. 
and, you know, is devoted to helping her. But um, she also had hoped that um, Julia had said that, that Julia and Gabriel had discussed it and they definitely want her to be um, guardian mm-hmm. if anything should happen to them. And I have to say that is an incredible gift to have. I, I know when you have a child and you're trying to figure out um, contingency planning, if, if something would happen to you, um, I didn't have an immediate go-to person. It was very difficult for my husband and I to figure out what to do. So having such a close um, friend and relative who can fill that role, I think, was a real blessing for them. It is. And <laughs> Betty says, I'm all for Uncle Paul in the film. Of course you are. <laughs> of course you are, Betty. <laughs> and it's good to see Julie and Gabriel are thinking about the future, she said, which is, yes. is true. So... Um, Rachel kind of explained why she said she couldn't be godmother. And she said, I actually looked into Catholic baptism and there are very specific rules and um, kudos to Pam. Um, we, we wanted to dig into some of the issues that were raised in this chapter. Um, so we did a little research regarding uh, rules around Catholic baptism under, um, under the church uh, canon law. And there are several rules Um, A godparent should be confirmed Catholic Mm -hmm. Christian who's at least 16 years of age, who faithfully practices and believes in the Catholic faith as a participating member of a parish community. And they check that out. So that's the first one. They do check that out. You have to, I believe you have to provide your confirmation. I think, I think you have to provide your, the fact that you were, um, uh, your baptismal certificate is what you have to provide, I think. And, um, church law only requires you to have one godparent. Um, however, it has been a tradition to have two. Um, and that I forgot. I, I forgot you only needed one, um, per, mm-hmm. one um, confirmed Catholic to stand for your uh, child. Mm-hmm. Uh, the third piece is you can be a godparent to more than one child in a family as long as they take seriously the responsibility and intention um, to help the children grow in faith. And at uh, the church that Abe and I attended when we were living in York, um, there were several people who um, took that role. They would stand um, for several of, uh, you know, siblings Mm -hmm. um, and because they were incredibly active in the church and they really wanted to foster um, and and care for the child. So um, I have seen that. And I think those kids were very lucky to have the godparents that they did. Mm-hmm. Um, very, very sweet. Um, the fourth point is if you choose only one godparent, you are free to choose a male or female. However, if you wish to have two godparents, there must be one male and mm-hmm. one female. So you can't have two women or you can't have two men. Um, That'd be interesting to see exactly why, what the rationale of that was. Yeah, I, I was um, trying to dig into that, and, I, and I, I just think it's because of the patriarchy of the church. Yeah, yeah. Um, the fifth point is a baptized non-Catholic may serve as an official witness to the baptism, mm-hmm. only if there is a proper Catholic sponsor who fully meets all the requirements of Godparent. And this I've seen many, many, many times over. Mm-hmm. Um, the non-Catholic who is selected as a witness should be an active and participating member of his or her church, 
during the baptism, a non-Catholic witness may perform all the parts of the ceremony that a godparent does. His or her name will be entered into the sacrament record book as an official witness together with the name of the godparent. So um, I do think that was a good, I, I, I always liked that part because if you have family members or friends um, who are very, very close to you and you want them to be part of that special connection mm-hmm. and ceremony, um, they can do so. Yeah, Patrick has uh, a, Patrick's uh, witness was my friend Suzanne, who happens to be Jewish. Mm, so, yes, yeah, and that you know it makes sense. Um, canon law describes a witness as a baptized person who belongs to a non-Catholic ecclesial community. Um, a godparent is a confirmed practicing Catholic in good standing with the church. So, um, the 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 underlying theme there is a person person of faith, right? Whatever faith that may be, um, for being a witness. And then, the the seventh, uh, is the proxy. Yeah. So this is an interesting, this is very interesting. I didn't realize that. Um, and Pam, I didn't know if you wanted to talk about this. You had your story around it. We, when my sister was born, my sister was born in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, all our family was on the East coast, uh, my dad's sister was in Ohio. I think she was in Columbus, Ohio at that point. And my mom's family was absolutely all in Philadelphia. So there was, and her friends. So there was not like somebody she could pull from her immediate around. So when mom had the baby, my grandmother, or Nana we called her, she came out to Milwaukee to help my mom out after Pat, Patty was born. And uh, so... She stood as proxy for my father's sister, who's my my Aunt Kay. And then my father's best friend, best man at their wedding, uh, a guy by the name of Bob Johnson, he was he he was stood proxy for by a cousin of my dad's that actually lived in Chicago. So I mean it gets convoluted, but yeah, so she's on her baptismal certificate. She has my Aunt Kay and the and Bob Johnson on it, but also my grandmother and my dad's cousin as proxies. So it's it's really weird. It's complicated. Yeah, I think that um, I, I I didn't. That's one thing I didn't realize. Yeah. Um, but I you know I think it makes sense, and especially when this probably came into being. Um, you know, it was not an era of easy trans transit. So, um, yeah, it's, it's interesting. And, and I, I know we also research a little bit about, um, you know, how the rules for adults. So canon law is very strict as far as baptism is concerned. Um, there are rules for adults. If never baptized, they have to fully understand the circumstances, laws, teachings, etc. cetera. Um, well, you've already can- baptized. Canon yes, really gets into yeah. it a lot. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they have to do, um, if already baptized by another faith, they have to go through our, our CIA training um, and are usually received in the faith with First Communion and Confirmation happening at Easter. And that's actually what how I joined the church um, when I got married. I um, Before I got married, I decided I was going to join the Catholic Church, and that's what I did. So that is my favorite time of the year. Um, and, uh, my favorite mass is the Saturday night 
special, as I like to call it. It's it's the long one. Yeah, um, I um I was actually a witness to a, a friend's uh, a young girl that I knew growing up. She was my downstairs neighbor's baby, and from the time she could crawl upstairs, she would come up to my apartment. And um, so we were very close for a long, long period of time. And she would, she was going to church with my husband and I for a while. And then her mother got really upset about it because she started talking about wanting to be baptized within the Episcopal church at that point. Mm -hmm. And, um, and the neat thing is, is that, um, she told me the whole story about this about a year ago, two years ago when she asked me to witness for her. So that was very cool for me. I, just to be able to, you know, see her uh, uh, own progression of her faith. She did. She went into the Catholic Church, where I'm more like Rachel at this point in time. I'm sort of mad at God at the moment, so we just leave it at that. Mm. But um, you know, it was. It, it's really weird. All these Catholic rituals like this. <laughs> it's it's interesting. It's 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 really really fascinating. Mm -hmm. um, uh, I wanted to mention, uh, I, you know, I was looking through the chat room, um, you know, and, you know, there were some, ah, the halftime show. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> I have to say, Pammy, it never gets old. No, it doesn't. <laughs> I, I was going to, I was going to play around with the timing and hopefully make a different song, but what the heck? Well, I have to get I, the I ladder out to get to the clock, so... <laughs> I just wrote that we need a little Christmas. <laughs> yeah, we do. We need I something. have that song going through my head um, from the musical uh, Auntie Mame, right? Mm -hmm. um, so. Anyhow. <laughs> I was going back to the story. Um, you know, Julia had said that she was unaware of all these rules. And I, I looked in some, com we had some comments in the chat room around that. Mm -hmm. um, that uh, Betty said she would have imagined Gabriel would have known all of this the moment that, uh, that Julie announced she was pregnant. Um, and she also uh, had noted that uh, she thought they would have been Googling it right away. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, Kenzie agreed. She said, you'd think Gabriel and Julia would have Googled it. Uh, that was Kenzie's quote, not uh, Betty's. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's something you really don't think about until you have a baby and you want to have them baptized. Right, right. Maybe well, and I think they just assumed, oh, we'll have a baptism and we, we need to we decide who the godparents are. Right. You don't think, are they eligible to be godparents? Um, so, I, you know, and because some church did, church uh, and uh, faiths do not have that guideline or that parameter right, right. so and and abby had noted in this chapter she suffered a lot for rachel um she and did. she said she and i love that somehow we got to see more of the great husband that is aaron and uh, abby i love the way you wrote that because i think it's so true um mm -hmm. aaron is such a underrated is not the right word but he's just he's not as as prevalent in the storytelling, but boy, what a beautiful character he is. He is. Um, he is such a pure heart and is such a supportive, loving man. And a true and, soulmate to Rachel. Yes. Yes. Um, 
it's really, really great. Um, so, um, Betty said when my sister announced she was pregnant, I was Googling everything. Um, so I, <laughs> I, I can understand that. And, uh, as an aside, uh, Kenzie said, she finally got the tote bag to complete her. I, I am so um, glad she ordered it. She ordered it and it's uh, going to take a while because of the delays of, uh, because of the pandemic. So uh, we needed to make sure that every piece is part in that shrine, Kenzie. I love it. Uh, that actually made my day. So mm -hmm. thank you for sharing that. And as uh, far as Nazareth, Nazareth being in the music, you know, I pull music from everywhere. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I, yeah, I go from classical to heavy metal to disco to R&B, whatever. I just pull, pull music. Which, which is great. Mm -hmm. And I love the fact Betty also had noted in the chat as well that she thinks baby Claire needs the special um, Christmas clock. So <laughs> can you imagine if they had that in their house? I, <laughs> I, I, I would think have a sledgehammer out within absolutely uh, the second hour. Either that or be pulling the battery <laughs> if, out of the back of the clock. If he thought the flamingos were bad. <laughs> so you can, uh, as, as far as my sister goes, you can never have too much Christmas kitsch. Yes. Well, I, I have to say, I think the Christmas kitsch, especially while things are um, so stressful and crazy, um, is is going on. Um, it, it makes it good. And um, yes, Kenzie, I did see your note about Effie's book. I was trying to get there because um, Effie had shared that um, with me um, separately. And speaking of books and other things to read during this time of the pandemic, mm -hmm. we have something else to look forward to. Um, Effie's uh, sequel to Love is What You Bake of It. Um, mm -hmm. And as you may recall, she was on our podcast uh, sharing and talking about um, her first book uh, of that series, Love mm -hmm. is What You Bake of It, uh, earlier um, in our couple months ago. And Love by Design, the second book in the series, um, is targeted for a Valentine's Day release. So um, stay tuned. And uh, we have already invited her um, mm -hmm. when she's available to, I, I know sometimes Saturdays are not good for her. So um, I am really looking and forward to available. that. Yeah. And I think it's going to be a great, another great um, little bit of happiness and escape during this challenging time. Mm -hmm. So, um, and Lori, and Lori, don't hate to admit don't. it, my tree's still up too. We hey, always keep it up through the epiphany at least. And, absolutely. Um, at the, at, in my house, there was an Irish tradition that the, uh, the tree stayed up till epiphany, till after epiphany. <laughs> well, and um, I had a friend who said, I think I might keep mine up until February. She said, with the way things are this year, I need a little light. So, Kenzie, maybe there's a suggestion for you. Um, she said, I always find going from the warmth of Christmas and lights to uh, the going to dark streets again in January gloomy. Um, so, you never know. Um, and Betty said, I wonder if Passion Flicks will sell onesies with I'm a product of mom watching Gabriel's Inferno. <laughs> Have you suggested that to them? I think that's <laughs> hilarious, and they may just do that. 
I, they may just do that. That, that would be a that would be a, a fantastic little onesie. I think so too. I think um, actually, I think I might I might pass that along to them. That's really funny. Mm-hmm. Um, Monica's doing the marathon of discovery of witches. Yes, Mon. Um, we had we did discuss that a little bit earlier. I think right before you were able to join the podcast. So that's another blessing um, at this uh, this mm-hmm. crazy time. Um, I know I'm looking forward to it, uh, and uh, I do have to go to the store for something today, but I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> I am. Oh, I, it's going to be great. Um, really excited about it. Uh, and uh, Annabelle noted, yes, Monica, that's a great marathon. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and, and Kenzie said, um, uh, well, Ellie said that it's all Christmas still up here, too. And uh, Kenzie noted that Pam has had a Christmas clock ringing since March. So you're That's all true. good, Lori. That's true. <laughs> the clock has not come down in two years out of this kitchen. <laughs> and the Christmas village is still has been on top of the uh, kitchen cabinets I for love it. Um, a while. Uh, normally, they my sister would run lights around them this year. For some reason, she forgot to put the lights on for mm-hmm. them. So. Well, speaking of lights, Betty says she needs to make her own special lamp like Pam's. And that's, that's Abby Beacon. Abby Beacon <laughs> is a beautiful, beautiful uh, light. It's an absolute bottle with blue lights in it. It is I Abby know. Beacon. Mm-hmm. You can follow <laughs> Abby Beacon on Twitter, actually. Um <laughs> Um, Annabelle said, I don't want to watch, uh, season two of discovery of witches too fast because they've waited so long for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just saw someone had, I, Ellie had watched, um, the entire season one last night. That's what I want to do. I want to watch season one, mm-hmm. go into season two. Of course, I'm still watching Lucifer, so I'll probably get to it, you know, in six years, but, um, <laughs> uh, there's so many good things, uh, that will help us through. And I'm laughing now because Kenzie said, Pam might kick me out of this chat. But reading the books, Matthew kind of rubs me wrong. <laughs> so uh, Ma- Pam, the actor Matthew Good or the Matthew you Claremont? get back to the chapter. <laughs> mm-hmm. Matt, I, I love Matthew Good. I've been watching shows he's done since, uh, I don't know, he did something about with Mandy Moore, I think it was. Where he played a, oh. an, a, like a, a secret service secret service agent. Yes. 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 And uh, I. What's that movie, Kenzie? I know you would know it. Um, uh. But it's but I like um, oh Matthew Claremont. <laughs> I just read Betty's comment. Oh my gosh. Um, Betty just said Matthew can rub me. It's all good. It, it is all good, and putting me at the end of that good. Anyway. He also does oh the wine show, which is hysterical. If, if, if anybody has ever seen the wine <laughs> show, um, where he, he and I, th- well, I think this, this time it's Jane, uh, the, whatever he's on, he's in, he's a, uh, he plays Philippe in the discovery, which is too, but he's also, you know, been on a lot of stuff, but. Um, yeah, no, but Matthew Claremont, he, you know, that's the great thing about Matthew Claremont. He's extremely cold. Uh, and that, that, you know, that's the persona of the vampire that he is. Uh, and Monica noted, um, you can see him in The Good Wife, too. Yes. And she's watching absolutely. one seasons one and two. Monica is going for the super binge 
more power to you, Monica. I can't wait to hear how that goes. Share that with us next week. Um, wow, that's just great. Yeah. We, my, my daughter and I would watch it together and we would have, we would do it on Wednesday nights. Like we would try and spread it out and, um, we would have wine and witches is what we, you know, <laughs> uh, which was one. a lot of fun. Um, and Annabelle says she's stuck on se- series, uh, season three of Lucifer. Mm-hmm. That one was the epic long series or season. I think it had 26 episodes or something like that. Um, so worth it, Annabelle. It's so worth it. I, I'm impressed with that show. I really, really like it. Um, and Paul needs his own novel, Betty says, I will lose my marbles. I think she meant marbles. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and, and, uh, Annabelle said, what will Paul think Betty if based on her comment about Matthew and, um, Betty said what Paul doesn't know won't hurt him. That's true. That's true. Monica misses Lucifer. I, um, I know I almost don't want to end the series because I, you know, um, uh, but the good thing is if, if you have access, you might be able to rewatch the earlier ones mm-hmm. until they're done on, with production, getting season six up. Um, so, and Kenzie noted, Matthew is cold. Math, William is like a beacon of light um, next to him. What can I say? I'm hard to please with books. Very analytical reader. Um, that might be an interesting podcast doing um, uh, comparison vampires. of vampires. <laughs> Ooh, what do you guys think Put of that? Put that on if your you list. A, a vampire. <laughs> I know we have we have an entire. I'm going to put that on the spreadsheet. Yeah, I would. I would because that would. Be I interesting. think that would be fun. That would be a really good. I'm I'm writing that right down. Okay. Um, so as we um, pivot back. Um, Julia, as you know, we had talked about the rules. We wanted to kind of share a little bit of the background of why Rachel couldn't be a godmother um, and what the Catholic Church had said about that. Um, so Julia was unaware. She thought all she had to do was make sure the child was raised Catholic, which I think a lot of people believe. Um, so even if Rachel had said yes, then she would have to find a male who was Catholic. And Julia said the only one she knew was her dad. Mm-hmm. And we actually asked SR about this. Um, and if, in case you're wondering, I actually did get the email to him earlier in the week, being <laughs> making good on my New Year's uh, resolution. resolution. Um, and the question was, why wouldn't Julia ask her dad to serve as godfather? And um, SR says, although it isn't made explicit in the novel, it's implied that Julia doesn't want to ask her father to be the godparent. I think Julianne and her father are on a better footing than in previous years, but choosing him to be a godparent was not something she wanted to do. So I thought that was a really interesting answer. I wasn't sure where he'd go with that. I wasn't sure if he was going to say, oh, well, he has his hands full with Tommy Mm -hmm. or, um, you know, she felt awkward about the age or, yeah. Um, I just, I think that, I, I again, I appreciate SR's openness to responding to our um, musings <laughs> and, and Betty's wondering about Paul. Why couldn't she ask Paul? And even though they weren't speaking at that point in time, I don't know. That's a good one, Betty. Darn it. I knew I almost texted you and said, do you have any questions to ask SR? Mm-hmm. But, but yeah. we know, 
obviously. Yeah. Gabriel would never have been down for having um, the angel fucker as... As the godparent to his <laughs> as daughter. As the godparent. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine how that conversation would have gone down? Oh, geez, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that Now, that would be another good fan fiction. That would be. <laughs> Ashley, get to it. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, yeah. you know, and, and the neat thing is, is that Rachel was glad that uh, Julie and her father were getting along better. And uh, but she really could see that he wouldn't have been the best of choices for that. I, <laughs> I don't yeah. know how religious Tom is. Um, he he may be like, you know, Christmas and Easter mass. That's about it. He may or maybe not. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but and you know, like Rachel's was really honored that you know Julie and Gabriel would think of her. Uh, but what she really wanted to be is is um, a guardian. Yeah. Well, and I, I do want to interject before we get too far away from the Godfather, Paul being the Godfather. Kenzie said she actually mentioned that to SR once, and he was like, um, "No." <laughs> <laughs> So I had to throw that in there because the question was raised to him. And I wanted mm-hmm. to share that answer. Thanks for sharing that, Ken's. Mm-hmm. And Ashley's <laughs> on it with the fan fix. Good for you. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, so, um, you know, she said she could be the an unofficial godmother and the zany aunt, which... I have been known to be an occasion or two with my yes, cousins. And I, I was I was very lucky that my daughter had as had a zany my daughters had a zany aunt Rachel who was mm-hmm. actually my dear dear friend who passed um, in twenty thirteen. Mm-hmm. So we were very lucky to have her um, because she was truly a zany aunt. And I remember reading that, and my heart like I, I it, it it took my breath away that he actually phrased it that way because it, it was. It struck a very personal chord for me. Well, you know, I, I, my sister has no children, and uh, my my sister-in-law has two, but they're a lot older. Um, mm-hmm. When I first met them, they were in college and graduating, and you know, so that, so I couldn't be the show me show the wicked ways of the world aunt to anybody. <laughs> So when my 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 youngest cousin had a baby, um, every summer I would I would grab Megan and we would go off and do you know boardwalk stuff, uh, the rides at the amusement parks, that kind of stuff, and then of course we'd always end the day with a tattoo. <laughs> so we drank. We would. Drink a lot of beer, root beer, and get tattooed, <laughs> like drunken sailors or something, you know. <laughs> and it was always a henna tattoo. Which right. Oh, I, my God, I, how cute I, that. I love, yeah, so it was a lot of fun. We always had a lot of fun with that. She's now in college and studying for her master's degree in psychology, so she probably thinks I'm off the wall. But in any event. <laughs> so, uh, you know, she... Julia was like, she, I'll just go to the priest and ask him and see if I can get an exemption to have her. And But Rachel really wasn't comfortable about being the person who would guide Claire's upbringing. And so we asked Esther, if the Catholicism wasn't a barrier, would Julia have been able to convince Rachel to say yes to being Claire's godmother? Mm-hmm. And uh, he responded saying, I don't think Rachel would have accepted it because she's kind of going through 
a spiritual crisis at the moment. So, mm -hmm. which, I which was really, really um, apparent um, in this chapter. Mm -hmm. So, Julia is said asked if she wanted to talk about it because Rachel um, had told her that she'd stop going on on fertility. Uh, medication and she said she was angry that her mother had died unexpectedly that she'd not been able to get pregnant and have a baby so she felt it would be hypocritical of herself to stand up for spiritual upbringing and Julia felt she had to be honest even Rachel had to be honest even in her doubts so which is which is true and Rachel has grievances yeah so she then suggested Catherine, Catherine Picton, and said that, you know, she was a Catholic. And Julia said that, you know, Catherine had been making all kinds of hints. <laughs> right. From from the moment she figured out that Julia was pregnant. Yes. she <laughs> Pretty much. Um, 30 minutes and, after uh, the <laughs> actual conception, she was a <laughs> Anyway. <laughs> and and uh, yeah, I'm looking at the chat room. Betty had said, um, Betty had said that Rachel really needs a hug right now. And Monica said, "Did you give the opportunity to anyone in your college years to be the godfather?" I didn't feel my college friends were worth the time. Um, mm -hmm. And she said, "That's just me. Mm -hmm. I, I think it depends on the person, Mon, on that one." And uh, Kenzie noted Rachel has been through a lot in the past years. And um, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll mention that in a little bit, Abby, <laughs> what you yeah. just wrote. So, uh, you know, she said that Julia, she said she'd speak to Gabriel about it. And then Julia asked the pointed question, what about you? How, you know, how are you doing? And he said, Rachel, Rachel's just sort of staring at the baby and telling you, you know, she'd stop taking the fertility medication and, she just wanted to be Aunt Rachel. Mm -hmm. And but she really wanted to have kids. And she so Julie's asking, Well, how are you doing really? She said, physically she's okay, but she's just really, really sad. And that she'd wanted to have a baby and it's not gonna happen. And Aaron told her that, you know, it's okay if they don't have kids. Uh, and he was just concerned for her. Again, it's it's that Aaron, that being that beautifully supportive soul, mm -hmm. um, you know, he just wants to take care of her and he's hurting because she's hurting. Oh, he's just, I love that character. Yeah. He, very supportive of her. Mm -hmm. um, Tensi said, maybe SR will write about Rachel and Aaron adopting one day. I'm, I hope that so. would be lovely. Because that, that was an option that they were also talking about. And mm -hmm. as, uh, she she thought uh, she'd have her mom forever, and you know she she would have gotten married and she'd have babies, and none of that seems to be going her way. Mm -hmm. But she has to keep moving forward, and uh, maybe something it, adoption was something that they could explore. So yeah, I did a little look up on on infertility, and because there's there's a lot of. Um, there's a lot of grief with women who realize that at some point in time that they cannot have have babies and it's it's hard on them. And some some women are able to go through different um, uh, abilities to you know IVF, 
whatever it may be, because infertility could be, there could be a lot of causes. It could be blockages in the fallopian tubes. There could be a sexual dysfunction that doesn't allow uh, insemination to take place. Uh, there's, there's all kinds of genetic disorders, um, mm-hmm. hormonal. And one of the things that um, also struck me when I was looking this up, I was looking up in psychology today and one of the, another cause of infertility is fibroid tumors, which, which I thought was really interesting considering uh, that played into uh, Julia's story. Exactly. um, With the fibroids. Um, And, you know, Betty notes life is unpredictable. We can plan all we want, but only time will tell what will or won't happen. And Kenzie agreed with that. And that no truer statement um, Mm -hmm. could be stated, especially um, given the week we've had. It is Life is very unpredictable. Mm-hmm. So, and you know, infertility infertility can be categorized into two um, ways: primary infertility, which you know is is when a woman has never birthed a child and has no biological children, and secondary infertility, and that is when a woman who has had had given birth cannot get pregnant again, and uh, miscarriages, ha- you know, after a second would be included in on, on that, which I'm very familiar with because I, I was never able to get pregnant after my son. And the only when I did get pregnant, I had a miscarriage, not, you know, a few, couple months into the pregnancy. So, I, you know, it, and the sad part of it is, is nobody really talks about infertility and or miscarriage for that point. You know, it's always a hushed tone and, and, and everybody's like, you know, cringing at it and hiding. And, and, and it's a shame because it's more common. A lot of women go through it and it's a lot more common than you realize. And, you know, one of the things that I, I you know, the, the Duke and Duchess of Sussex have their issues in England and with people, but the fact that Megan came out and spoke about her miscarriage she had last summer, I think helps bring it up a little bit to be able to speak about. I agree. I think people don't realize that it is common. Um, I did see a statistic um, that I thought was interesting, according to the U.S., and this is in the U.S. um, Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, about 12% of women between the ages of 15 and 44 have difficulty getting pregnant or carrying a pregnancy to term. So, uh, and, and of course, people, if you don't talk about it, you don't realize that it is an issue. And more and more people have been, um, you know, have been speaking out, have been mm-hmm. sharing their stories and their, their journeys um, because there's so many different pathways you can go um, to deal with that. It's true. And, you know, speaking on a personal level, having had a miscarriage and not being able to have more children, there's a grieving process you go through. And it's for some women, it's very profound. For others, it's not. Um, and it, it, it's you're losing a part of your womanhood in a, in a respect. Mm-hmm. And that's what you're grieving because you'll you won't have children to raise the chances of, you know, you, you may not be a grandparent. Um, you, you, there's a whole bunch of different life stages that get missed out on when the children aren't, in, aren't involved. I had a very good friend who never got married until she was 60. Mm-hmm. 
And she's a grandmother uh, 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 of like five kids now. The, uh, her, the man she married was a widower and he had children who had babies. So Patty has gotten her fill. Well, and, and I think that's the beautiful part, right? Mm -hmm. um, if you cannot physically carry a child, mm -hmm. there are other options. Um, but there is that grooving process. I've had several friends. Um, actually, one made the comment last week when we were on the happy hour about mm -hmm. she really thought children were going to be part of her life. And she she had said this was in reference to the fact of we have friends who were doing uh, school, homeschooling essentially with the kids because of Zoom and the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And she said, I think that was part of God's plan because I don't think I could have handled that. <laughs> and she was being very serious mm -hmm. um, when she said it. Um, but you never know. Um, you know, she's a devoted auntie mm -hmm. and um, really relishes that role. Um, I have another friend who is kind of in a similar situation as Patty. Um, you know, she married into kids mm -hmm. and grandkids. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think it's, I think it's really, um, important, um, that people talk about it and, and people realize it is, there is a grieving process to this. Mm -hmm. Um, especially and and another friend who had to have, um, a hysterectomy and really come to mm -hmm. terms with the fact that, you know, what she thought she was going to do with her life. That is definitely, you know, actually carrying a child was not mm -hmm. going to be part of it. And, and that was a huge loss for her personally. Everybody views it differently. Everybody ad adapts differently. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, and I'm, I'm reading some comments in the chat room, um, you know, regarding talking about it. Kenzie said it shouldn't be taboo. It's life. It's difficult to talk about, but important so others can feel they are not alone. And I, I can't agree with that more. Yeah. You, um, you know what? I think part of that comes from the fact that women sort of self-internalize things and it becomes, it's my fault. I can't mm -hmm. get pregnant. And it's not anybody's fault. You know, it's, right. it is what it is. Right, right. It's, uh, you know, I, I think about uh, the Sex and the City um, storyline when Charlotte was desperately trying to have a child and they were tested and then mm -hmm. um, it did end up that I think she had one of the, a physiological issue mm -hmm. that would made it very difficult for her to conceive. And, um, you know, the, the story and the, the pursuit of that and how desperately sad she was. And um, for them, you know, she at first adopted a dog and then um, the, the mm -hmm. adoption request that they put out came through and she was able to be the mother that she had wanted to be. So, um, you know, I'm glad even pop culture is addressing these things. And Betty noted in, um, she read Colleen Hoover's All Your Perfects, the couple in the novel struggle with infertility and it reminded her of Rachel and Aaron. So mm -hmm. this is becoming something more and more people talk about now and are supportive of, um, which I think is super important. Mm -hmm. um, Kenzie noted that she knows an author who couldn't get pregnant and she went through a medical procedure. Um, she almost died giving birth and was very open about how traumatic the whole process was. It was very expensive, tiresome, frustrating, painful. Um, and she said that uh, the author shared her story because she wanted to spread awareness, which mm -hmm. I think is really important. You know, and, and 
you know, some people don't question it at all. I, I will I've talked to my sister because, you know, my sister and I were married the same year and she never had children at all. And I, not even, you know, did. And, and I, I know for a fact she's never used birth control because she's a devout Catholic and that's a taboo for her. Um, so I, I, you know, she said, you know, we, we decided that we didn't want to find out so that nobody could feel that they were at fault of not being able to have children. And does she, she, she has said to me, she doesn't regret not having children at all. And, you know, it, so it works for her. Right. Which is right. Fine. I have a cousin who had problems and found out that, you know, I know when she was 16 years old, she had some sort of pelvic infection, which mm. totally blocked one of her fallopian tubes and the other one was stunted. She ended up going through IVF to have a baby, and which is a very expensive process and it, 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 play, it wreaks havoc with your system as well. You know, with right. the amount of um, hormones that are pumped into your system to create the eggs that they can harvest and, uh, you know, all that. It just. Right. And, and, and that is my, my little cousin's daughter, Megan, that I, I was Aww. the, uh, <laughs> the aunt that, uh, <laughs> was, uh, <laughs> the, the tattoos and the, <laughs> uh -huh. I was I the bad, it. the bad aunt. <laughs> No, anyway. you were the fun. The fun, aunt. that's true. <laughs> bad, you weren't bad the bad aunt. Quotes. You were the fun. You were the fun aunt. Right. Um, yeah. Well, there's there's you know different ways you can approach. Um, you know, medically, you know, IVF is one option. Um, artificial adoption. insemination. Artificial insemination is another option. Sometimes you can have surgery to to clear out blocked fallopian tubes or remove mm -hmm. fibroids. Mm -hmm. um, there can be some medications prescribed. So there's different medical treatments um, if you want to pursue that avenue. Um, and then, of course, as, as you just mentioned, Pam, adoption mm -hmm. is such a, um, such a big um, opportunity. Mm -hmm. um, but, that, you know, that, that there's a lot involved with adoption, too. There is. So, you know, I... Um, I just think there's um, so many things that you can consider here. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, I know, importantly, if you do have a friend who's gone through this, um, you know, you may want to encourage them to talk to someone, talk mm -hmm. to a counselor if they're really having trouble coming to terms with it. Um, there were all, and, all and just, yeah, be present and listen. And, and that's... Um, really what, uh, I think people need most. It's, it's like a, any other type of grieving process in that respect. Sometimes mm -hmm. you just have to be present and just listen. And I know with me, sometimes I try and fix things and come up with solutions. And I know better now that you have to just listen to your friends who are going through something, right. um, first and let them get it out. And no, then when ready, you can, I, I you found, can kind of go through it. I found a really good, um, when I was researching the grief process for this, a good site, I'll, I'll, I'll put the link in, um, that I can, I, I, I got, I got that. I, I'll, 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 okay. You got okay. it. Yeah, I got it. Um, 
it okay. and it really it really helps. It you know it goes through the whole the whole process. Mm-hmm. So and I also um, Pam's going to put the one in. Um, which is super good. And then we also came across another site, um, which was from the pub- a publication from the American Counseling Association. Um, and I'm going to grab that one too, um, because it really, I mean, it's, it's targeting, it really has a good explanation of the mm-hmm. thing. It also does talk, it has a section for counselors mm-hmm. too, but, um, I think it's something really important uh, to share with you guys. Yeah, and um, I believe uh, was Ellie noting um, about foster care adoption. Yes, yeah, that's a great way of going about things too. And um, she mentions that her cousin had adopted a family of four. You know, through foster care, through foster, and that's kind of like how Gabriel came about. I mean, you know his. Mm-hmm. You know his his mom passed away, and he was a he was a young child, and thankfully for that Grace was there, and she could foster him or do what needed to be done until they could adopt him. But you know that's that's an option as well. So. And uh, and Ellie noted she has many foster care students and um, friends who adopted through foster care as well. Mm-hmm. And um, Lori said, it's awesome, Ellie. There are many kids who need loving homes. And that's true. I, I sat next to a woman on a flight back from, I believe it was St. Louis, um, who was a young attorney. And this was working with kids in the foster system was not only something that she was committed to do um, professionally, but her she was fostering kids. And I mean, this woman was like right probably a year or two out of law school. So, mm-hmm. and she went straight from, she didn't go, you know, take time to work and then go back to law school. So she was in her twenties and, and they were actually working to adopt, um, one of the kids they were fostering. Yeah. And I, I was so impressed with her commitment and passion. Um, obviously I still remember sitting next to her. She was really, really dynamic, mm-hmm. um, and very inspiring. Uh, so they're all, uh, there are many, many different options. Mm-hmm. Um, Allie said a couple who did international adoption, her little cousin is now 11, was adopted from Ethiopia. Oh my gosh, how sweet. Mm-hmm. And um, another cousin adopted two teen girls from the streets in Ethiopia when they were missionaries. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there's a I'm, lot of love to a go lot. on. I, I, have, I have friends who adopted from Russia. Adopted, mm-hmm. They couldn't have children. They adopted a little boy from Russia. And who's now in his, I think he's in his mid-20s now. And then a friend of my sister's um, adopted a baby girl from China um, because, mm-hmm. you know, they, at, uh, for a long time, Chinese were not only allowed to have one child. And right. they would always put the, the, the girls into the adoption system because, of, you know, the male was the important one. So. Well, my, one of my daughter's best friends was adopted from China. Mm-hmm. Um and she's just um, amazing and delightful and um, inspiring on her in her own right. Mm-hmm. So um, it, it's just it's it's really compelling um, to have a community that will support um, all these different options because you can choose not to have children. You can choose to have children. 
in a variety of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, but you do um, need that support if, uh, if biologically um, someone can't and mm-hmm. someone wanted to. So it's, it's um, a lot of, I mean, a short chapter, but a really powerfully emotionally packed chapter. Absolutely. Um, as SR is apt to give us, right? I mean, Absolutely. That's, that's just one of his hallmarks. Um, and I, I did tell Abby, I'd get back to the one comment she wrote and she said with her sister, she said, this was totally random with my sister. We started to see the movies last night. Um, and I think you said we go for the lawyer part. So I'm thinking you maybe went up to, um, that, um, and she can't believe how it is possible that there's a job where you get paid to kiss Julio like that. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's hilarious. Yes. Acting profession, but your sister wanted your sister wanted to uh, be Melanie for a day. <laughs> well, what I think is funny from from the actors that I've I've watched on interviews and stuff is when they mm-hmm. when they work with an another actor who they don't particularly care for. Yeah, and they have romantic scenes. <laughs> yeah, and how it's, to make that work? <laughs> it's funny because you know. Yeah, it's and and so many times the actors are thinking about so many other things. It's not like you're in the moment for, you know, mm-hmm. you know, you, you have to make sure your head's tilted a certain way and you don't block your face and oh, your I hair's know. not it's so falling. mechanical, so mechanical. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. But, and, and I love, I, I'm loving uh, the comment here. Lori says. SR's writing is never frivolous. No, it's not. <laughs> and to answer Lori's question about how many tattoos I have, I have zero. <laughs> not that I haven't given it thought, but I don't have Yet. Any. At this moment, you At have this zero. Moment. That's right. I do henna tattoos. <laughs> I'll do henna tattoos up, down, and sideways. I love I love the, the whole full Mendy thing and stuff like that, so... Pam, maybe you and I need to go get a henna tattoo after this. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go down to the Jersey Shore and get henna tattoo. Well, I was, I was. At... Maybe we could do a podcast from uh, the Jersey Shore getting tattoos. That would be something. Where was I? I was... Now I'm getting silly. I'm getting I was... totally silly. I, I was. Oh, I, I, I forget what I was going to say. So it must have been a lie. And well, there was a <laughs> there was a question about. Um, that Kenzie posed while you're thinking about that. She said, does anyone know if one episode of a discovery of witches season two follows each part of the book? Um, there are six sections, if that makes sense. Um, um, I, you know, they, they, I think this season two is supposed to be 10 episodes. I think they added more to it this time around. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. You know, I know that it, you know, they, they get back into 1590 and there's all different things that happen with that while they look for the book of life. Um, so I, I know that, um, Deb Harkness has, when I've seen her at book signings, when, when she's, she's done a couple in this area, which was really cool. And she talked about it. She said, this story will change a bit. Mm -hmm. But only because it has to. You can't because the book is basically told in um, Diana's point of view, and you have to be able to bring other people in. 
to it as well. That'll be interesting to see how that's adapted then. Yeah, I did um, read I did read something this morning on a um a blog site where they talked about in the book they do ribbons to see how she's been um mm-hmm. bound. And yep. I, and in season 1 or in book 1 when they talk about uh Matt her going to meet Matthew, she has to break the ribbons to get to Matthew. But what they what they did was they created um like cobwebs. If you remember in season oh, one. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. And the cobwebs would bind her from her magic. Um so I don't know. I don't know how that's gonna be worked. I don't I can't wait to see. I know. I can't either. I the um, the, the, the previews are good. Yep. So It'll be great. It'll mm-hmm. be great fun to see and watch. And I can't uh, wait to see Stephen Cree as Gallo Glass. That's going to be so much fun. <laughs> Stephen Cree cracks about me that up. And waiting, cracks and me up. Waiting and waiting for that. I love it. Um, and and Lori, well, going back to that tattoos. Um, Lori said I was confused about the tattoos. I've considered getting one. They're gr- they've grown on me. Keep us posted on that, Lori, if you decide to do that. I think I think that would be interesting. Well, and Monica I, responded, "Yes, ten. Okay. So, Monica, was that yet regarding the? Yes, it was regarding the, yeah. the movie mm-hmm. or the series. Um, <laughs> the tattoos that I was thinking of getting was between my thumb and yes, Kenzie. I, I, <laughs> oh my gosh! I might try it. that, but uh, who knows? It's been a long time. Anyway, um. <clears throat> My astrological, <laughs> yeah, my astrological system, like right around where my thumb is, between my thumb and my pointer finger. And I have a friend, a young girl who, when they graduated from high school, she's now a teacher. She got one on her foot. It's a heart, and this way, when she's wearing shoes, it's covered up. Mm-hmm. So. Yes, I. A lot of people will have their ink but have it discreetly placed and then other people will proudly display the artwork on their um on the body so it's it's fascinating um i know i have friends in both camps um so keep us posted if you decide to do that Lori. i think it'd be great mm-hmm. I, um, um my son has one two three four five I think he has six or seven. <laughs> oh my gosh, Kenzie, you are on fire this morning. And, and Fuego, one, one of those, and yes, one of those is a Celtic cross. And my Patrick was um, in rehab, and there was a priest in rehab with them, and he blessed it. So. Well, that's kind of special. It's special, yes. Um, and and I, I just wanted to say, Annabelle has to head out. I can't even believe we're at 20 after the hour. I know. Um, Annabelle, have a lovely weekend. Please be safe um, and enjoy Discovery of Witches. I think Absolutely. it's going to be a wonderful ride. Um, such a great thing to look forward to watching um, in the midst of our uh, newest wave of the pandemic. So please be safe, everybody, on that front. Do I have dust on my thighs? 
I would call it more dry skin at the moment because it's winter, but no. <laughs> Kenzie is on fire this she morning. Is. She so, is. Um, I guess we should be wrapping things up. Um, this has been a good, this has been a good discussion. Yeah. Um, I really, I really um, think this chapter gives you a lot to think about, gives you some perspective on really where Rachel is. And I think it also demonstrates the strength of the friendship between the two. Um, Julia really wants to be there for her. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's uh, really important. It is. It is. So, <laughs> so, everyone. so we'll be, we'll be looking forward to next week and we'll be discussing chapter 12, chapter 12. and um, we'll be sharing other news about a special podcast coming up in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. Having to do with uh, one the... of our favorite delicacies. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Artwork and Artwork as well. There's a couple that, of special podcasts, that but it's going to be coming up. And well, uh, actually, the um, actually what I'm thinking the of the chocolate cake is the chocolate cake. Let's put out the. Let's just put it out there right now. Hmm. January 27th is, is International Chocolate Cake Day, and it's also my father's so, birthday. Oh, <laughs> we could celebrate it with chocolate cake. Absolutely. So. We will be having a podcast devoted to International Chocolate Cake Day. Mm -hmm. And we will be recounting the scene of the chocolate cake. Yes. So um, uh, stay tuned for that. All right. So anyway, <laughs> everyone, I want you to have a good weekend. And I am going to take you out on a little, uh, with a little Yusuf or Cat Stevens, as he was known originally. And this is the boy with the moon and a star on his head. Take care, everybody. And for my joy, I will give you with the moon and star on his head. Her silver hair glowed in the air, laying waves across the summer. Her hands were like the white sands, and her eyes had diamonds on. We left the road and headed up to the top of the west. And we walked till we came.